0: Hi everyone! Welcome to Women in Chemicals, Women of the Week. I am Kylie, and I'm joined today by Mei Mei Wong, Technical Service Manager at Young Bun- Young Buns Lauer Inc. Hi, Kylie. Thank Hi, Mei Mei. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Today's sponsor is Young Buns Lauer as well. Um, Young Buns Lauer is a world leading produ- producer of biodegradable ingredients of natural origin. We help our consumers and customers manufacture healthier, safer, tastier, and more sustainable products. With continuous investments, state-of-the-art manufacturing processes, and comprehensive quality management, we are able to assure outstanding product quality. Our vision, from nature to ingredients, commits us to the protection of people and their environment. So May May, thank you for joining us today, and thank you to Young Bunslauer, our corporate sponsor, uh, for enabling this episode to happen. Um, it's a pleasure to have you here today, and I always kick off these interviews by uh, giving you a couple of moments to introduce our community to yourself, to tell us about your background and how you got into your current role, um, and anything that you find relevant we're sharing with our community today.
1: Sure. So thanks again for having me. Um, my name is mei, mei Wong, and I'm currently a technical service manager at Youngbenslauer, Inc. Um, I cover our products for um, all of our plants. Um, they're mostly in Europe and also in Canada. Um, and I cover all our products related to regulatory documentation, questions, um, technical support, um, a lot of variety in that. Uh, for North America. So I'm based out of our Boston office. Um, But you asked about background. So how I got here is a little bit um, unique, I think. I actually graduated with a degree in materials engineering. Um, And I picked engineering because it was uh, an area that my, my, my father was an engineer, was good at math and science, didn't quite know what to do, but knew that it would be a good basis. Um, but I was actually undecided in engineering. And um, while I was at college, I decided to do materials engineering. It was very interesting. Didn't know about it when I was in high school, but it's, um, it's actually a field related to structure and properties. So it's a little different um, from the other types. And um, so my first job out of college was in um, the computer industry. It was actually with a very large chemical manufacturer, Um, In the early 90s, it was about a $2 billion uh, company, and it was very diversified. It had everything actually from chemicals to, um, at one time, skis, Um, (laughs) metals and ammunition. So um, it's all incorporation, very large. And uh, they also had a business that was involved in the computer industry related to um, materials. Um, It's like the materials used to connect semiconductor chips. And that's kind of how I got that job. So it was actually a very large company, but a small, um, you know, an acquisition. And we were like the engineering group kind of supporting that business. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I started. And it was work in like product development and things like that. Um, and, and, and so what happened is then the semiconductor industry kind of, uh, kind of didn't do so well. And that business unit was sold. And so then I went into the chemicals division mm-hmm. um, and in there I actually worked with uh, our performance chemicals. And but my role there changed from you know product development to technical service. So that was my first foray in technical service mm-hmm. and um, working with more customers and projects and things like that, because I'm, I'm not a chemist. So. <laughs> um, and then from there, I just kind of had different roles. It went into, I did market development after a year or two. Um, and then I went into straight account management for sales. Okay. And I covered some performance and basic chemicals. Um, and then the business was, the, that, that particular business unit was sold. And at the same time, I also had um, personally, uh, you know, opportunity to, you um, moved to bought my husband had an opportunity to move to Boston mm-hmm. and um, we were starting a family. Um, and so the long and the short of it is I took uh, close to 10 years off to be with my family. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then after that, um, I was, I had been looking around for different jobs because I felt like I had transferable skills, but it was hard to find, um, a job in the chemical industry in Boston. It was otherwise very, could be very specific. But mm-hmm. I happened to get my job at Youngman's Lauer from an ad on monster.com. Um, it was actually a part-time job, which is kind of what I was looking to try to get. And um, and so that's how I ended up here. Um, and that was actually a while ago as well. I'm about to start my 15th year. Okay, But um, for many years between At the beginning, I had, you know, I kind of worked more hours, had more responsibilities, um, and came into this pretty much the role I have now um, in in 2015. Mm
0: -hmm. Quite the story. So you've been in your current position now for going on seven or eight years then? Is that what I'm interpreting? Yes. Wow. Okay. Very cool. Um, So we'll dig into some of these aspects that you've shared along your entire journey with some of these follow-up questions here. But the first one being, uh, more towards the early entry into your career path in general. So once you graduated and entered um, into an engineering career as a minority woman in the 90s. So trying to understand how that's changed over time from the beginning to where you are now, uh, and then wanting to learn from you what you think about if there is still room for growth, um, and and where that environment is kind of continuing to head into the future. Sure. So yeah,
1: um, it was it was very interesting. Um, in the early nineties, being a a minority woman. Um, When I was with the smaller group, it was a little different. Um, There were actually, um, it was, what was neat, it was a small group, but in a very big company. Uh So um, there was a lot of, you know, activities to connect with other women. The the woman that actually kind of brought me into that position kind of became a mentor. Um, And then when it evolved and I worked more uh, with our plant, Um, which was located in Kentucky, there was actually more interaction with, you know, the rest of the world, so to speak, uh, or or more real world. And um, I was actually a little nervous about it, but um, it was I was able to find the right people at the Mm -hmm. location job function wise and um, just, just people wise when you get to know them that could be, that would make me feel comfortable or things like sure. that. And so, um, I think it helped me and I think it helped me adjust and, um, be able to interact with other people. And I, I didn't have any real negative experiences. Um, mm-hmm. so I feel, I feel lucky about that and kind of coming when I came back into my job, um, I, I was, I, it was just amazing how much time, and even though it's you know, 15 years ago, um, it has actually changed a lot. It changed a lot since the early, mm-hmm. early 90s. And I think that um, I feel the industry is much more diverse um, and uh, it, and it's, it's really great. As for areas to improve, um, I guess I ultimately, I mean, and, and I do know that there's, there's been a lot of growth in it, but it's always, it'd be always nice to have more, um, more representation in the high level management. Sure. And, um, and, but there, there is, but it would always be nice to have more.
0: Definitely. Definitely. I know it continues to increase um, over time, over long periods of time, but I definitely agree that there's still certainly room for kind of tipping that scale or at least having equal representation uh, up in the C-suite level. So uh, all good points. So, Maymay, you talked a little bit about how your career trajectory had taken you on some twists and turns as a result of being bought or acquired or different changes with your org structure um, over time. So wanting to kind of talk about these periods of change um, and how you were able to kind of be adaptable and quickly evolve when these types of things happened. Um, And then in addition to that, some of those key learnings that you took away from those periods of change.
1: So, um, so in my first job, it was very uh, organic. It kind of, although it seems very different, it did seem to flow. Um, and I, I guess I've always been a person that likes to learn. Um, and how how I got through that at the time is just that um, I was actually. Uh, studying um, my MBA part time when I was in the very first position, even though I was in engineering, I kind of had a maybe a vision that eventually I might be in the business side of things. So mm-hmm. that kind of helped. I mean, I know it had the academic background, and then when I my job kind of kept changing, I was able to um, learn based on you know some of the studying part, but also in the real world. And yeah. um, what I also did is I I think. The transition into sales was probably the most different for me, even though I had some interaction, it, it, it was, a, the structure was very different at that company. It was the functions were very separated okay. and um, I, there were, you know, actually there's three women that were already salespeople. And I just kind of saw how they did things, um, asked them questions and they, they really supported me. And I, I, I just remember that. Mm-hmm. even now, um, a little bit more than I remember who my other colleagues were. I just, sure. there were the three people that stood out to me.
0: Sure. That's awesome. Um, I'm curious to know maybe what kind of skills you think are, or what kind of skills you leaned on, I guess, uh, that were innate in you or skills that you acquired throughout this time to be able to continue to be adaptable or eager to learn, or, you know, willing to make connections in these new periods of your career.
1: Okay. I think, um, so I think uh, listening is really important um, and asking questions. And um, as much as I changed in function at that time in my, in my current job, um, um, in different from my first company, is, is much more, um, it's a leaner company. Mm-hmm. So I went from kind of a big company to um, an office, like a role where what you do makes a difference. Sure. Um, and um, you really have to kind of know, you have to, you know, know when you need to, um, know when you need, uh, when you have a limit and you need to learn more, or, or, um, know when you need to, you know, step back and listen. Um, okay. even when there's a job that you, you actually don't even have to do at all, it, it just helps to find out how, how that part's done. And then, lo and behold at one point you're doing a little bit of it because
0: that's what you need you know for another project. Sure yeah Yeah, you pick up the pieces over time and it sounds like with Young Lauer being a little bit more of a leaner organization than your past experiences I would say maybe I perceive this as opportunities for you to wear a couple of different hats throughout the time that you've been with Young Lauer, but um, kind of how you're applying that those experiences and those different hats that you've worn over time to what you're working through uh, today or what you're working through in the future. Um, I definitely think that that's something that I've always appreciated about my current career trajectory. There's always something in the pipeline or someone that I can be learning part of this process from start to finish from. Uh, My background is supply chain and operations management. So I always think about that supply chain or that process from start to finish Mm -hmm. uh, and Mm -hmm. how all those pieces come together. So uh, it sounds like you have taken advantage of the opportunities to kind of learn bits and pieces about those process, processes and applying those too. Awesome. Um, well, maybe you talked a little bit about how you stepped away from your career for about 10 years, uh, to raise a family. So I wanted to take an opportunity, uh, to learn a little bit more about that experience for you. And I've got a series of a couple of questions tied to that topic. Um, so the first one being, you know, what did you consider when you made that decision to leave? What kinds of things did you really have to think about, um, before ultimately deciding to step away?
1: Um, so it was at the time, um, Just for me, it was just uh, the personal side of it was um, I was a little worried about how my job would be with travel. Um, You know, I mean, nowadays, well, lots have changed, but at that time, I was covering the eastern seaboard of the United, you know, eastern seaboard Mm -hmm. of the United States and Canada, Um, and I had actually I hadn't quite decided to just completely step away yet. I actually been looking into other jobs and things like that mm-hmm. and then um and then this opportunity came up for my husband and i just i mean i just i feel very lucky that i could do what i did um and moving to boston it just location wise it just would have made my my job harder if i stuck with it
0: mm-hmm. so
1: um i yeah that's you know in summary that's the reason why it's kind of the timing worked out yeah Um, and um, my family's in Boston as well. And so, you know, being near other family too. Mm -hmm.
0: Definitely. That sounds like some very commonsensical decisions that you guys had to make. But what I hear in that is that you had the support of your husband and your, your partner at the time to be able to kind of adjust your priorities and then be flexible to what his opportunities were at the time. And it's really cool to see this come, you know, hopefully full circle with you being back, um, in your current position and and having the opportunity to come back in when you were capable to do that. So I just think I appreciate this level of respect and opportunity and flexibility in your family life to adjust to whatever's going on with your, uh, professional life too. Um, So curious to understand from your perspective, if you can recall what it was like when you came back after being gone for 10 years. Um, So some questions, maybe I'd be curious to understand, you know, how did you decide when it was the right time? Was there a right time? Um, And then did you seek out the opportunity to come back or were you approached? And I think we talked a little bit about how you weaned into that with part-time, but curious to know a little bit more. Sure. So um, I was... I was actually,
1: I was missing working, um, you know, and it's and I'm, it's a lot of work being at home too, but I, I did miss, miss it. And um, and I had a pretty solid amount of time. I did, I kind of started looking um, a few years before I actually got this job, but, you know, being very specific and just scanning, you know, what was available, not really contacting a recruiter or taking other steps like that because I really wanted to do part-time. Um, so I, I just, and, or I was also exploring other, um, industries okay. using the transferable skills part, yeah. um, which would also require learning and, and a step back. And then this job opportunity came up and, um, you know, they interviewed me and it was like, I felt like I was coming home. You know, mm-hmm. it was, um, it was back in the chemical industry. Um, you know, it's a little di- much different from my previous company, the products are Um, you know, ingredients that are um, used in food and beverages, that's probably the biggest difference, but also industrial applications. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just really neat. And I really felt like, um, you know, this particular position uh, probably wouldn't have been what I was looking for before, but it was something that I could really help with. It was just part-time at the time and it was good enough. And I, so I loved like, the opportunity, the mental, you know, the outlet, the mental outlet with being and having a job. But um, at the beginning, when I was done with my day, I was done with my day. Yeah, to go home. Um, So that's kind of
0: what's what kinds of things out of curiosity? um, Did you have prioritized when you were approaching your career search? So what was kind of top of mind? Or what were these things that were maybe non-negotiables is a little bit too firm, but, but what kinds of things were really important to you as you began that search to reenter? So for me, the primary part
1: was um, the part-time or or not full-time. And that's simply because to take the step to full-time, I'd have to find childcare and things like that, Um, which I wouldn't have excluded. It was, but, but that was kind of the main, the main part. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wanted to, I wanted to stay in chemicals or the chemical industry. I mean, I, I, I know I, I could learn something else, um, but it was something I kind of knew and, um, or it was just more familiar with at the time. And, um, I was just hope you know, hoping that that would be mm-hmm. it. And, um, and then, and then other things like location,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that was an important factor.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So the last question I have on this topic for you Maymay, is kind of how that looks for you today, whatever balance looks like for you today. So I would be curious to know if that's changed since you've reentered over the last 15 years. Uh, but what does balance between work and life look like?
1: Yeah, so um, so it's it's changed a lot um, because um, my, my, my kids are Actually, out of college, <laughs> um, so it's a different. I'm, I'm in a different state personally, mm-hmm. um, and my job also kind of evolved that way. I mean, even when they were older, they, um, um, I had a lot more responsibilities, more travel. Um, things don't just end when you you know leave the door at the end of the day, <laughs> sure. things like that. But it's okay. I can I can I can manage it. If it gets too much, um, I you know, kind of take a step back. And see, you know, what I need to do. Um, if it's actually really too much job wise, you know, I, I know I can talk to my boss about it. Okay. He's very, very great with support. I have um, a really great department. I can, I can always ask for help for you know other people to do things needed. Yeah. And um, I don't know if it's like this for you, Kylie, but I things things seem to be very crazy right now. But I think things also they, it's like, like, cyclic. Definitely. Yeah, it does get crazy, but there is a slower part. Um, and so, you know, just kind of knowing that and trying to prioritize the right things can help get through the day. Definitely.
0: Um, I would say this is cyclic, cyclic nature that you talk about. I giggle a little bit because the the peak of the the chaos to me has been this whole kind of aggregation of COVID and whatever it brought with us. And it's, I can't believe I'm sitting here, you know, two, three years since the beginning of the very beginnings of that. And to just even think about the fact that that's been two to three years, it's, Mm -hmm. it's flown by in some ways, it's been grueling in such, you know, kind of such a trek in other ways. Um, But I happily say, like sitting here today, my workload and my work-life balance is, it's, 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 coming on, it's coming to a manageable level at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, like you said, you really have to believe that that is part of this cycle where you can come back down and have you know, your, your manageable timeframe. And I hope that other people kind of lean on that in times of, of reactive chaos is what I have been calling it. Yeah, um, that's a good word. <laughs> the, the peak supply chain disruptions that I've been working through, but uh, definitely. So I'm excited to share some of the commentary that came through in your nomination, Mei Mei. So some of your colleagues shared that you are versed in every topic under the sun, and yet you are extremely approachable at the same time. They talked about how you're a patient and you're a motivated teacher who encourages and challenges coworkers to build their technical knowledge, um, which is a unique topic to us for for some of these conversations. I appreciate the technical background that you bring today. Um, can you give us any guidance on how you keep your technical curiosity going, as well as how you bring that out in others?
1: Okay. Well. Um, first of all, that, that those are such kind words from my colleagues, um, or the people that you, and the people you spoke with. So, um, I really, that's really nice to hear. And I, I really appreciate that. Um, it's funny because in this role, because we cover so many things, we do have to know a lot. So I always, I, I say a lot to people. Um, so myself and my team, we know a lot about, we know a little about a lot of things. <laughs> sure. But do we know like details? Um and so I think I think that's the thing. So sometimes it's it's hard not to um want to spend more time and delve things into it for a long time. Mm-hmm. So we we do I do try to just keep a handle on things, um, knowing it like not get overwhelmed. Um, I have a pretty good support network in terms of people, but also consultants. I mean, just because you can't know everything technically. Sure. And then um and then we actually so so the role that I have is great because I we work with I work with everyone um, I work with salespeople I work with customers I work with people at the plant um, mm-hmm. I work with even sometimes the people that are purchasing at our plant it's 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 amazing so just by knowing so many people and a, a little bit of what they do and having those connections has really helped. And um, you know, if they tell me something, and, and it just seems interesting, it makes me want to just look it up a little sure. bit. More. I might not have to know it right now. Um, I mean, th- at least thank goodness for the internet; we can look right. up anything. You just have to make sure it's right. <laughs> um, so that's that's kind of what I do. And so when you know people ask me questions, um, I kind of I answer them, but I also tell them how I got the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, usually if I can if the type of question is the right thing and hopefully that that and it's I don't want to do that in a way to say that you should have done this it's just like you know this is how I got my answer I mean I, I don't really know this but mm-hmm. I knew this part I looked it up and, and mm-hmm. this should be the answer to your question
0: sure Something I like sense that. like a genuine inquisitive nature in you I think there's always just a, a willingness to learn more mm-hmm. um that I also sense kind of translates into others as you are working to educate them. Um, Maybe it's just kind of an inspiring or motivating factor to have them be uh, inquisitive in their nature as well. Um, I think that's cool. Is there anything specific, Maymay, that you um, participate in or activities that you do? I don't know if you manage a team or if you are a, a independent contributor today, but would be curious to understand if there's any type of involvement that you do to excite others about the technical aspects of your career trajectory or your, your job today?
1: So I actually, um, so I work in a team. I have two people in my department that work for me. Um, and, um, they're basically kind of, well, it's much, it's much more elaborate, but they're in a little, they started in kind of the role that I started with when I came back to work. Okay. Um, so, um, it's, it's so so from there I have the support and what I want to do is I just want to help them Mm -hmm. um, kind of have the same thinking process I know that there are actually people that really like to learn as well (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and I just kind of want to have them kind of uh, enjoy the process Mm -hmm. and have maybe the same skills so that you know if I'm traveling or something someone else can contact them and, and, and know that they can actually be a great answer. So um, I really, you know, try to do that. Um, sometimes, you know, I, I'm like, I, I want to step away and make sure that they can excel there. Yeah. Um, and so I think that um, I think that that's going well. And I think that, you know, my colleagues see that. Um, and I also have, so I also work, uh, so I'm technical service covering all our products. Yeah. But we have um, I have a global team. So the team in our, headquarters or our corporate area are technical service people that cover the products the certain products in the product group Mm -hmm. so they're very special they know a lot about their product they don't know much well they they don't know as much about everything else and so we work we all work together um and I actually use them as a resource and then um similar them to us but um it's just really nice to have you know, that kind of access and opportunity.
0: Absolutely. That sounds like the the culture is, you know, an open willingness to share what you know or a willingness to help and support each other with the information and the pieces that you can put together in partnership. That's great. Um, so may we're coming kind of to the close to the, to the interview today. And we always end with the opportunity for you to share any advice that you might have for our community, as well as any recommendations that you might have. And they always, they come in the form of anything, any shape or size. So we, a couple examples or mottos that you live by books mm-hmm. that you're reading, that you want to share with us podcasts that you listen to, whatever it might be really. So I'll open the floor to you. Okay.
1: Um, Yeah, so I I actually I had two things. Um, One is just in general, I think it's really great. um, Just generally in work. um, I think communication is kind of the most important thing. And um, it's also important to um, take a step back in communication too. And and that's really more if there's a possible potential conflict, um, delivering difficult information, and things like that. So it's always good to just take a step back or maybe be honest about your, what you're delivering. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe give a little bit of a warning, things like that. Um, I, I think that's what I, I try to do. And I I think that would be good, piece of advice. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing I just, I have, I have a, a quote. That's one of my favorites. It's, kind of a little different from this but it's from um, Shawshank Redemption mm-hmm. it's a quote that Morgan Freeman the character Morgan Freeman says um towards the end it, it's kind of alluded to throughout the movie but it's um it's get busy living or get busy dying mm-hmm. um, I think it's a pretty popular quote but I think that it's the situation in the movie was very different <laughs> but I think you can apply it to anything it's like you know it's what you have is mostly what you make of it um, and if if something's not that great, you know, step back, take a step back, try to change it. Um, You know, don't get, don't let things drag you down. Um, Definitely.
0: (laughs) Yes. That's a positive way to end today. So maybe I'll just say on behalf of Women in Chemicals, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Great. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: Thanks.